Hello and welcome to the unofficial unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. The Olympics are over. My name is still Dan. Sarah is coming down from an Olympic-induced high and uh, has taken a side trip through the Route de France to get here. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. Well, good, e- good evening to you. Well, good, e- good evening to me. Good morning to you, sir. And good afternoon to everyone else. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel like... I mean, I'm, I, I was a bit sad that it didn't seg- the Olympics didn't segue straight into the Paralympics because I love the Paralympics. I mean... I love, you know me, I love the stories and there are so many stories in the Paralympics and, um, but you know, there's a, there's a good week and a half to get, to get to kind of recover from the Olympics before I can get, you know, back up to that level of complete, utter high, um, continually (laughs) all over again. Well, you know, that's probably good. You know, a little bit of downtime is, uh, is going to ultimately help you when uh, you are confronted with a four-year wait before you get to the Olympics again. <laughs> no, mate, it's not, it's not even four years, though, because we go Paralympics, and in between we've got two, we've got three World Cups, uh, then we've got the Worlds, then we've got the whole of the cyclocross season, and oh, yeah, cyclocross, yeah, 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 cyclocross, and then we have the track season at the same time, and then we start again next year, so there's plenty, 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 plenty to look forward to before Rio. I mean, Rio's just, you know, doesn't exist for me, but... Oh my God, cycling. Cycling carries on. <laughs> oh, well, that's all right then, as, as long as we've got something to keep you amused. Although I'm a little yeah. confused. Cyclocross, really, I mean, can we, can we call that a cycling sport? It's basically just a very confused sport that doesn't know what it is. <laughs> how, how do you mean? I, it's on bikes. Well, some of the time, sometimes the bikes are on it. <laughs> Yeah, that's true, but that's just like commuting, though, isn't it? I mean, you still say you cycle to work, even if you have to, um, you know, hop off your hop off your bike to cross over some horrific junction that you just get knocked off three times on. Uh, or that could just be me. Um. Yeah, no, I, I I choose to get knocked off. It's uh... yeah, but I think I think three times in one year was a bit excessive, Dan. Well, uh, three times in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I think the world was trying to tell you something those that, that fortnight. <laughs> well, I, I think it should have sent me a note first. <laughs> oh, poor Dan. Well, you know your your tragic life. Your tragic life aside, um, yeah. So the Olympics, we had the track. Track was amazing. I've, I've lost. I've, I've lost track. Of, I lost track of where we last when we last spoke. But well, um, you were um, awaiting to um to watch the elimination race with me and so my question for you is how was it to uh to be listening in as i watched track <laughs> i think the funniest thing we should have recorded it man because the funniest thing was was the massive misanthropy that just came over you you went from your normal laughing comedy wisecracking self to suddenly just being wow this is shit why is this what's going on and it was just everything about your your whole um or your whole voice changed and i found that quite funny <laughs> Well, as long as you found it funny, I think I think the thing I found most interesting is that as I started watching, I couldn't help but you know, I, I basically I'm a very nice, generous, giving, and helpful person, and so <laughs> I I just couldn't help but immediately start thinking of ways to make track better, because um, fuck me, it's boring. They just turn left, turn left, turn left, turn left. I you know, I, it is. It's so boring that they make up a million different ways to pretend that that the races are different. 
so that, you know, they've got an excuse to be interested. Oh, these two will ride really slow and then really fast. These ones, <laughs> these ones will sprint every second lap. These ones, you know, it was like, well, fuck it. At least let some of them, you know, like in the sprint. I have to admit, and I did say this, I do like the sprint because it's kind of like, I, I think of it as the deer stalking of cycling where, you know, yeah, yeah. You're, you're tracking a deer through the forest and, you know, it, it's kind of, you know, it's very predatory. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but they should be allowed to go back the other way. That's just bullshit. If you're the lead rider, you should be allowed to turn around and then, you know, do like five laps counterclockwise. And everyone's got to remember that it was five laps because to win, you've still got to go two laps in the positive, you know. <laughs> Bring 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 the complicated maths into it. One lap forward, four laps back, three laps forward, eight laps back, nine laps forward to the win. Oh shit! I miscounted. We've got to go again. That would be a good yeah. That so you know. But I was I was I was intrigued by I was intrigued by your um I was intrigued by your I mean you know you I I know you through road cycling through men's road cycling and you know how you could call the elimination race boring for example when you'll sit there and watch one of those. 280 kilometers stages for the Tour de France. Well, see, that's the other inherent problem. The cab to win. <laughs> but that's the other inherent problem with track is that, you know, there's no scenery. You know, it's, it's just round and round and round and round. At least on that, you know, bullshit 200 kilometer long, boring, everyone's riding piano you know, stage, we've got rolling countryside and castles and, you know, oh, vineyards, I've got wine, let's open some wine and things like that to distract me, you know. See, I've always, I've always wondered who was the um, audience for being told about castles and now I know. Well, see, yeah, because we don't have any. Um, ah, so when you're seeing a canal, you're getting very excited, whereas when I'm seeing a canal, it looks like a canal. <laughs> if you ever have the misfortune of stumbling across my Flickr, you'll see about a million photos, that's not an exaggeration, of <laughs> of the canals of Brugge, or Bruges, depending on which pronunciation you prefer, the French or the the Dutch, but or Flemish, I should say, and, you know, incorrectly pronounced in both, because I'm Australian. <laughs> Um, and, and it's literally, it's just one shot of a canal after another, but you know, it's like, I really like them. I don't have canals at home. So <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of hilarious to me that there are canals. That's a, that's a ridiculous, funny, awesome concept. Oh, bless your heart. So basically the moral of this story is, um, you come from the new world. So castles and vineyard are inherently interesting. Um, well, yeah, whereas I, whereas I like really amazing rider, riders doing really strategic things. <laughs> oh, come on. You can't tell me the elimination race was that strategic for like the first four hours. It's only the last half hour when there's like, you know, 72 people left for the sprint that it, it started to get good. It only it's... took about 12 minutes. <laughs> because the funniest thing about watching track with you was you... Um, going, uh, going on about other things and then complaining that it had gone too fast and you'd missed all the action. <laughs> I'd get distracted by something interesting, like, you know, there should be a castle. They could build one on the corner there and block out the royal family. And then, you know, that would be deliciously, oh, fuck, they sprinted again. You know, <laughs> so I think my best comment, though, was actually for how they improved the elimination sprint because I was aghast. I kid, I was absolutely aghast to discover that the Olympic judges... People, this is 2012. The Olympic judges call it by eye? That's bullshit. 
That's like 18 <laughs> different kinds of bullshit. We have all sorts of technology. Really. I, don't, I don't think they really call it by eye. I think they, because they have, they have all their very, um, you know, they have their boxes and stuff. They have it on computers, so they don't really call it by eye. They have bloody fancy <laughs> flashing red country. lights on the handlebars, you know. But I think, I think what happens is if you're the last in the sprint, your bike just melts. <laughs> Bang, gone, done. And then, you know, just a little, just a little robot comes out and sweeps you off the track. And yeah, I think that would be much more interesting. Oh, well... We had, I mean, and it was great. It was a great, I mean, actually, it's great for Aussie. It was great for Aussie. It's great for Britain. We had Laura Trott winning the, um, winning the Omnium, which was so fantastic. I mean, she's only, she's only about 20. And she's been like this, this she's been all over the TV because that was her second gold medal because she won a gold in the team pursuit. So that was lovely. And Nettie Edmondson came third behind um, Trott and Sarah Hammer. So, you know, that was good for Australia. And especially with Australia needing their gold medals. And then when Anna Mears won the sprint, that was just Oh, I was so happy for her. She's such an amazing person. And oh, she was tweeting. Um, she was sat in a hotel room, having to repl- replying, you know, replying to this big pile of, of cards and letters that she got from children in Australia, who'd you know who'd written to her, and, and they shipped um, some kind of I don't know. I think some Aussie media had shipped them out to her, and she was replying back to them. And that was just so lovely. Oh, it was just very nice. It was, and you know, tracks all right. It's okay. Oh. Well, what did you think of the BMX? If they, if they, oh, see, the BMX was fucking cool because <laughs> they they do jumps and get hurt and stuff. It's, did you like the camera angles? That that camera angle where you'd have the cameraman underneath the underneath the jump, and they just come shooting over the top of them. That was beautiful. That's awesome. Um, I, and it's always fun stuff like that to shoot. Um, and <clears throat> although I, I found the BMX structure slightly stupid too. Um, <laughs> well, to have three runs in one heat to determine yeah. who progresses to the final and then just have one final is stupid. Honestly, oh, see, it's I like stupid. That. I like it. I think it's great. <laughs> no, it's it's <laughs> just wrong. no, it's just stupid. It's inconsistent, no. particularly when it's all on the same day because. Yeah. Then, then you know, everyone's in their fourth race or more. Um, and, yeah, you just, you know, to, to have it all right on one performance. And I think it was demonstrated by the fact that all of the top qualifiers dropped way back in the final. Yeah, so, but it's also demonstrated, it's also demonstrated by the fact that um, uh, Mariana Pajon, who won... Is the is um is 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 the former is the previous Olympic champion? Do you know what I mean? Because this is the thing. Because I, I we're so this. I'm sorry, Sarah, but are you saying that the Olympics are rigged? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Um, she's she's just she's fantastic. Oh, she isn't. Sorry, I lied. I lied. I lied. I lied. I lied. Um, she isn't the former world champion. What is Mar- Mariana Pajon? She is. Oh, she was a wor- in two thousand and eight. She was the world Olympic junior champion. champion. Oh, okay. So she's been. Um, she was the junior champ- women's champion in two thousand and eight and two thousand and nine, and she was the world. She's she's the world champion last year. You know, so it's like actually she's fucking good. She's really really good, and that kind of shows you that 
So, I mean, it's hard. It was hard because, you know, obviously I wanted Sinead Reed to win and you probably wanted Caroline Buchanan to win. But, you know, it was, it was, it was an interesting thing that you have to have consistency to get through to the final round. And then in the final round, you just have one race where you just go like fuck. And why I love that is because there's no... Um, so, so Sinead Reed, for example, is her, her reputation is that she'll... Um, she's a former world champ. She's very, very strong, but she'll never ride for second. She'd rather crash out and, you know, crash out and come sixth, for example, than ride safely and come second. And this kind of, that, the kind of having only one race encourages that kind of daredevil attitude, which to me, BMX is all about. Whereas if you have to kind of, you know, tot up your, tot up your times, you know, best of three times to find out who's won, that's kind of, it kind of makes it a lot less, you know, it makes it into maths. <laughs> and there Not... should be there should be more maths at the Olympics. <laughs> you know, we may as well have fucking snooker in. Do you know what I mean? Oh, that would be so good. <laughs> oh, yes. Let's get rid of um, I don't know badminton or something and bring back snooker. Yeah. Are you joking? I don't know if I can talk to you anymore. Or Next, you'll be saying you have darts. I used to love darts. When I was a young fella, I thought darts was the greatest professional sport in the world of sports. Because, Is that just because you could be big and fat and smoke and drink while you were playing it? Well, because you could hold a pint in one hand and be playing professional darts in the other hand. That was great. And then they banned drinking during the, the sport. Same for snooker. I used to love snooker for the same reason. You know, these guys would wander up to the table, put a pint on the edge, lean over, take a shot, sip, a, sip the pint, take another shot. This is like, wow, you can, you can be pro at that. I, 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 I don't know. I think, I think we'll, I think, um, I think we'll be forever divided. I see. This is another thing. It's like um, culture, culture clash all over the place. You want mathematical, boring ways that no one knows who's won until fifteen minutes later. I want excitement and adventure. You know, you want snooker in, <laughs> and I want track. <laughs> I think, I think I win. But anyway, so yeah, Mariana. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Just declare what? yourself the winner and move on. <laughs> I wondered if you'd noticed. So Marianne Pajon won. Um, Sarah Walker from New Zealand came second. And Nora Smulders from the Netherlands came third in the BMX. And then we have a mountain bike. And, oh, I mean, I don't know. I found the course quite interesting, the mountain bike course, because it wasn't very mountainous. <laughs> Well, we we were in Britain, so you know we're limited. There's lots of mountains in Britain. We're limited in the choice of mountains, is what I was going to say. Oh, we've got one of the best World Cup um, courses in Scot in Scotland, um, Fort William, that has downhill and cross country, and it's shit hot. And I hate hell. I hate to be the one to break it to you, dear, but Scotland's not in London. Well, neither's Weymouth, and we had the sailing there. And actually, where they were wasn't in London either. Hadley Farm's not in London, so well, no. <laughs> Weymouth's probably a little bit closer to London than Scotland, you know. I've, oh. I've been to Fort William. Lovely town. Nice little whiskey shop there. <laughs> no, there is. Um, but yeah, so mountain bike. Did you see the mountain bike? Uh, I saw a little bit of it, but, you know, time zones being what they were, I didn't actually get to see um, any of the important 
results no well it was i mean it was it was an interesting race because it was uh it, it so it was it was a they they built lots of rock gardens in it to make it harder and it had some nice little hairpins and actually it's very pretty to watch but the race um the, in the early stages i mean i was i was completely wrong as i often am but i thought catherine prendel pendrell who's leading in the world cup was like a shoe in for this and catherine pendrell she's canadian she was out there in the first couple in the first lap or two doing really really well and then she just faded and Annie Last, who's the British girl, she was out there. She's very young, and she was out there, uh, up there in the early laps and faded. But it came down to um, Julie Bresse from France, Sabine Spitz, and Georgia Gould from uh, the USA. Yep. Now, they're really interesting. Both Sabine Spitz and Georgia Gould also ride cyclocross. And before the race, people had can, said... Can you actually say someone rides cyclocross? Shouldn't you say they run cyclocross? Or? No, you don't run... You don't... Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I, I know you're just trying to wind me up. I'm going to treat you like my little brother and just ignore you. Um, so Sabine Spitz and Georgia Gould are cyclocross riders as well. And Sabine Spitz, she's German, she's 40. She has actually, um, she had a bronze in the 2004 Olympics and she won the gold in the 2008 Olympics. So, uh-huh. you know, Sabine, she's very hard. And Georgia Gould, she's American. Um, anyway, uh, they, so Julie Brisset, Sabine Spitz and Georgia Gould were out together. And then Sabine Spitz uh, fell on one of the rocky descents Ooh. and it held up Gould behind her. And that basically gave Bresse this opportunity to get right ahead. So Bresse basically won by, you know, by uh, one solo. Uh-huh. But and she had so much time to come in that when she was coming into the win, she was saluting the crowd. She was high-fiving people as she went past. She grabbed a French flag. You know, so, and this is before she crossed the line. <laughs> Okay. But it's nice. And it's great. There's something really interesting about these Olympics, about the future of young, of cycling. Because, you know, for years and years and years, French cycling has been dominated by Jeannie Longo. And, well, you know, the less said about Jeannie Longo, the better, really. But it's so exciting to have, like, all this young talent. So there were two um, French girls under 23 in the top 10 of the road race, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Pauline Ferrer. Pauline. <laughs> oh my God! You're not even going to be able to say Pauline Ferrand Provo. And I, I don't know what accent I just tried to say that in. That was abysmal. Oh. Uh, can, you, can you try some French? No. <laughs> I, I clearly can't. Well, you can roll your R's. That's um, that's better than that's <laughs> better than I can do. <laughs> so, so, honestly, say say Pauline Pauline Ferrand Provo. In, with a nice rolled All right, R I'll, for me, no, please. No, well, not with a rolled R. I'll, I'll, try, I'll try my um, Aussie tourist in Paris pretending not to know how to say anything. Okay. Yes, okay. Uh, Pauline Ferrand Provost. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, Ferrand Provost came eighth, and Aude Bianic uh, came tenth in the road race. And then you've got the French girls on the track doing really, really well. Um, and then you've got Julie Bresse and the mountain bike doing really well, and they have contenders in the BMX as well. So, you know, they're a really, there's a really strong nation. So that was that. It's very exciting. And um, both Julie Bresse and mountain biking and Fran Prevot have been, um, they've been, they've been given uh, one of these jobs in the gendarmerie, where they basically get to compete as professional athletes it's very exciting it's like really nice to see them being supported and growing that is cool and 
that segues me quite nicely because as well the Olympics were going on, there was also the European Championships. They have a um, champion of Europe? That's amazing. <laughs> they don't have a champion. Well, well, whereas you guys have an Australasian championship. Um, now, where is it? Oceania. Where is yep. Oceania anyway? I always thought that was something in, out of Orwell. Well, actually, I loved... Uh, actually, I think it may have been. No, I loved um, in um, TGS Girls preview of the the world champs for for men um that she instituted what was called the the kiwi rule which is the yeah. the oceania regional champ which is basically australia plus new zealand so it's the kiwi rule because <laughs> that's the that's the rule under which the kiwis have a shot of actually getting a rider into the world champs so so who else who else races in them? Is it is it like Malaysia and Thailand and places like that, or do they? Take no, part my dear, in they they take part in Asia. So 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 is Australasia actually just? No, Australia no. See, Australasia is us and Southeast Asia, um, but oh, so Oceania is us and New Zealand, and depending on the the sport, technically a couple of the um, the so Pacific sorry. Islands. Right. See, this is ridiculous. See, this is what I find quite interesting about it. So, the Oceania champs, it's not a surprise that Australia wins them, is it? Really. I mean, you're you're much the biggest country, you've got much the biggest economy, you've got much the biggest population. Well, to be be fair, I mean, I would would expect that... I, I wouldn't be surprised if every now and then a Kiwi did win, but yeah, basically... Whereas in whereas in the European champs, we don't even have a elite European championships. I mean, it's because they're they're so hard fought. So the European the Euro champs are juniors and under twenty threes. Yeah. Yep. So it's um and they're really good place. You know, and I may have made the joke before that well we don't need a European adult champs because that's just what the world champs is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do recall you having said oh, something cheeky. Oh, oh. But yes, no, I mean, it's, so yes, yeah, so, so, so on the one hand, it's a bit frustrating because you guys get all these UCI points just for being Australian. And, you know, and, um, you know, to, and, be, and to be fair, the, we should. We're pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> Whereas we don't, but, but what's very interesting about the Euro Champs is how seriously countries take them because Britain didn't enter a single girl in the under, a single woman in the under 23 champs. Which is insane because if you win the the Euro Champs, you get an extra spot at Worlds. But I'm sorry, uh, just let me catch up here. Are you trying to suggest that Britain gives a shit about women's cycling? Oh, good plan. Well, you'd think we would. Jesus Christ, it's just oh, oh. You know, Lizzie Armstead was the first British medal. You know, after after the men's sterling performance in the Olympic road race. Oh, really? Because because I heard it was Brad Wiggins. <laughs> it's lucky we don't do this by video. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> yeah, well. But no, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's crazy. It, it's it's you know, it, it's so tragic. It's laughable that people forget things like that so quickly so yes yeah and, and, and actually especially when we're so fucking good at it but i mean the european so the european euros okay the first year i mean in 2006 for example it was won by mariana voss um and it's been you know it, mariana voss won won the euro under 23's road race in 2006 and 2007 which is so, you know, just so, so clearly it's not an indicator of future performance 
well sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't and that's what's exciting about it and when you look back i mean it's it is i mean it, it's a you can it's a really good place to talent spot and the same goes for the juniors you know for, for, for the junior champ the junior champs and you know there's the it, it's just a lovely it's a lovely competition because there's really really interesting riders and you can see which countries take it very seriously so um in the ITTs the ITTs were um won by uh in <laughs> I should have actually prepared shouldn't I <laughs> I don't know. I, I personally feel like preparation's optional. Yeah, well, you know, but some, some of us are professionals, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> oh, wait, you were. <laughs> so the junior ITT was won by Corinne van der Zijden from uh, the Netherlands, uh, ahead of Xenia Dob- Dobranina from Russia and Lotte Kopecky from Belgium, yeah? And the under-23 time trial was won by Anna van der Breggen, and she's had an amazing year. She's another Dutch, she's like this Dutch little star who writes this very small team, Sengers. And she's been having a really fucking amazing year. Um, she won that ahead of Mika Kroger from Germany and Elisa Longo-Borghini. Uh-huh. You know, and these names, when you think of Elisa Longo-Borghini being under 23 and how well she's been doing, you know. Yeah, that's oh, a little frightening. Yeah, but so then you then you get up to the juniors, and the juniors race was I mean it was marred by a massive. It's the races this year were taking place in Zealand, uh, where um, it's where Rabo Stairs held. It's yep. a very flat area that absolutely loves its cycling. Um, and the juniors was won by Lucy Garner, who's British. They put two British girls. See, this is the thing: two British girls into the junior road race, and one of them wins. So you know, it's not that hard. <laughs> so but, so uh, imagine if they'd put four in. I know we'd have we'd have we'd have been just been brilliant. We'd have we'd have been we'd have eaten the podium. But um, she won ahead of Anna Zita Maria Stricker, who's Italian. Even though her name doesn't sound Italian, but she's she's a real young talent to watch out for. And Kirsten Coppins from the Netherlands. And you know you're looking down the list, and then and there's just these really amazingly talented riders. Jessie Droitz. Um, Jessie Droitz is Belgian. She came about. Uh, seventh and she's like one of this massive family of about six cycling siblings the Droit sisters and then the under 23 road race was so much fun to watch on twitter because it was just non-stop attacks you'd have you know there goes elisa belongo borghini and she's attacking with amy peters you know and then it'll be um you know valentina scandalara and she's attacking with i don't know um you know with, with someone else with anna van der Breggen. really exciting to watch and you just think yeah this is the future of cycling you know in 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 the next in the next 10 years all of these riders are going to be just so good um so and and it was actually won by a belgian evelyn aris mm-hmm. and that's that's very, and that's another really good thing for the future too, because you know Belgian Belgian men's cycling is so strong, but it hasn't been so hot on the women's side, and so to see people like um, you know Lottie Kopecky on the junior ITT podium and you know coming coming um, sixth in the road race, and then to see Evelyn, Evelyn Aris winning the under twenty three championships, it's just it's just you know you think ah, oh, there's so much hope for the future. You know, you expect to see. So um, the under-23 race, it was Evelyn Aris, Barbara Gurishi from Italy, Kim de Bart from the Netherlands, and Valentina Scandalara from Italy in, in fourth. And I think you actually have to get down to about um, seventh place before you get, like, a non-Italian or, or Dutch rider. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, you know, it's... 
it's really interesting. You expect the Italians and the to do really well at and the Dutch to do really well at juniors, yeah, and at under twenty threes. But to also have you know young Belgians coming through, just it just, just makes it feel nice. It feels like there's there's hope for the future, you know. And you know Lucy Garner winning the juniors is very very exciting because she's like the junior world champion as well. Um, she's a sprinter obviously winning in Zealand but yeah she's um she's gonna be really shit hot to watch possibly not one for Rio because you know Rio hilly but yeah really you know the future man it's the future it's not all doom and gloom (laughs) I'm I'm actually now struggling to reassess because you know you've presented me with a vision of the future in which there may still be hope Uh, I I know I don't know how to respond to that Uh, I was used to the notion of a, a bleak and, and depressing existence, you know. Well, you know, I guess you just have to keep watching women's cycling and all will be well. I, <laughs> I, I'm i comfortable with making that life change. It, Excellent. It'll actually be a reasonably small life change now. Uh, I'm already partway there, so... Yeah. yeah. I mean, the other, race, the other race that happened last week was the Route de France and um, nine stages, nine stages, eight or nine stages in France. And they went up the Planche de Belfi. They had massive crowds on all the coals for the women. Very exciting. Mm, um, which is Evelyn fantastic. Stevens, yeah. Evelyn Stevens won. The, mm. uh, she won two stages in the, and the GC. Um, her country mates, country mates, does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Um, I... Fellow Americans? Fellow American, Andrea Dvorak won stage eight, and other fellow American, Kristen McGrath, came second on the GC behind her. So, yeah, it was another one of those ones where uh, specialised Lululemon basically came, saw, and conquered. But, uh, yeah, it was, yeah, that, that happened. But what we're really coming up to in the next couple of weeks is World Cup, the end of the World Cup. Yes. Because at the moment, Mariana Voss leads by quite some way. Um, but I think, got... I've just done some quick maths, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure she leads by 14 kajillion billion points. <laughs> Something like that. We've got three races left, yeah? On Friday, it's the, um, it's the Team Time Trial World Cup in Vogorda, Sweden. Yeah, so we've got Friday and Sunday, two World Cup rounds, team time trial in Vagorda, and that'll be very interesting because that gives us an idea about what will happen in the world's brackets, specialised will win. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got the road race, which is around us on Sunday, which is a circuit race. It tends to go to the toughest nail sprinters who can get over hills, but, you know, not, not necessarily. And then the week after that, we've got the GP Plue. Oh, and the GP Plue, it actually, in past years, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get my hopes up, but in past years, at least the last half an hour has been streamed live. Ooh. Live women's racing, Dan. <gasps> my favourite kind. Live women's racing. And I it's know. Awesome. See. It's awesome. And, Did and you see it? There's, there's a corner of the internet that's just sitting there waiting for bright neon signs that say, Live girls, live girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, it does need neon signs saying, Live girls, racing, but with an emphasis on the racing. Um, <laughs> Well, whatever gets punters through the door, paying five bucks a head. 
I'm shaking my head at you. Yeah, I know. I've morally well, compromised myself. I was going to tell you how to watch it, but I won't. <laughs> well, maybe you should tell me how to watch it so that I don't accidentally go into one of those neon lit places. <laughs> what? Again, by total accident, how did that happen? G'day, Jim. <laughs> I've accidentally got... I've accidentally, what terrible thing has befallen me for the fourth time this week? Yes, I'll just have the usual thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the racing. And yeah, um, yeah, that's the racing. Ta-da! Excellent. Excellent. Well, um, I think that's neatly wrapped everything up. It so, has. Well, in that case, then, I think the only thing I have left to add is um, the crazy idea of the week. Oh, God, I'm not sure I can cope with much more of these. Come on, hit me with your crazy idea. <laughs> well, see, the thing is that uh, my my rather artless and um, insensitive and politically incorrect and, you know, borderline offensive joke about uh, neon signs and uh, live girls... <laughs> Was was actually not just out of the blue. That's uh, that's kind of related. <laughs> you surprised me. <laughs> kind of, kind of related to uh, to this week's crazy idea. God. Okay. I'm 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 getting ready to put my head in my hands. Really? Okay. Do you need to do the hair back thing and and all that first? Uh, no, 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 no. I think that. All oh, right. Yeah. Just just getting ready for shame. Face. Just getting ready for shame. Yeah. Exactly. It's okay. the shame hair. Okay. Well. What I think we need to to get a group of people to do is you remember a couple of weeks ago I was talking about this uh, this new video startup company who have got this really cool thing that you can get on your your iPhone and it'll um, put segments of video together from different locations. I, I, I vaguely remember you talking about it, getting excited about it as a little kid does before Christmas. <laughs> I, I may have said something along the lines of, together we will fucking change the world. Or possibly, yeah, yeah, yeah. possibly we will fucking change the fucking world. I, <laughs> I, I was, I admit, a little bit excited. Um, uh-huh. So yes, anyway... Um, point being that I think that that idea needs to go a step further, and uh, and marrying that with the uh, the idea of um, the the flashing neon sign, um, and the yeah. fact that there are many websites in the world I've heard I don't I don't actually know through personal experience, but many websites in the world who uh, who sell regular subscriptions to people. Um, yes. In order to be able to watch things, do you see where I'm okay. going? Okay, <laughs> you're 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 kind of coming out of my com- comfort zone because a um, a the idea of paying to watch things online is that's what streaming is for, and b <laughs> I hope you're not talking about what I think you're talking about. <laughs> well, <laughs> a is a factor of cost multiplied uh, divided by number of people we need to make that happen. And B, okay. no, I'm not. <laughs> but, you know, I had to draw it out a little bit and make it sound like that so that you could get really uncomfortable. Um, no, 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 just a simple idea. Um, extending from that, uh, I, would, I would like to consider that we find a way to find out uh, how much people would be willing to pay to be able to access... Um, probably not live, but close to live, like ideally same day, um, maybe within a matter of hours, uh, video footage of races. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and and how many people because I would be interested in in figuring out the uh, the numbers that it would take to do that and uh, I think I think we could uh, could make that happen so you know and realistically you know if we if we get enough people it's probably not as expensive as you think and for for something that that we're invested in and care about I don't think uh, I don't think paying is going to be too bad um yeah. So you mean like pay? So so in the same way as the Lotto Cycling Cup, for example, have the motor media team who do it for fun. Basically, there are a set of people who go and film the races for fun, and then the races turn up on Vimeo and uh, on the Lotto Cycling Cup, Cup website. So we just basically fan <laughs> fan together and make our own coverage. Yeah, exactly. We crowdsource our own coverage. I think uh, I think it's a way to go, um, I and think that works. there are you know, and and the reason I'm I'm sort of equivocating a little over the, the financial side of it is because there are some costs associated. They're pretty modest, but there are some costs associated. So I think you know if if we at least factor in the the possibility of you know paying a couple of bucks a month or something to to make it work. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's. It's actually, you know what? I'm going to revise the name of it. It's not the crazy idea of the week. It's the nebulous crazy idea of the week. <laughs> well, I do have, I do have some. There are some. There's lots and lots and lots of things to talk about that. But I think maybe we should come back to that another time. Okay. Um, cool. Well, perhaps we should um, we should get together again next week and talk and uh, just discuss. And by next week, I'll have find out. I'll have found out how people can actually. Um, Watch GP de Plue. <gasps> so excited. Excellent. <laughs> well, have a great week, and uh, I will talk to you again soon. See you soon. Bye. Bye-bye.